Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. Are you ready to be uplifted? Are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered? Ladies, you're in the right place. You are unstoppable. Grace is our secret sauce. And guess what? You can do it all, balancing ministry, marriage, motherhood, marketplace, all at the same time with strategy and with the grace of God. Class is in session. Let's Let's go. go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the All That I Am podcast. I am your podcast host, Lady Vivian Jacobs, and this is season four, episode number four. Can you all believe that we are already on episode number four? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take this time out and share this. Invite somebody to come on in and to be a part of this conversation. We are going to have an amazing time, an enlightening time, a transformative time on tonight. So I want you to get your girls, get your guys, because we're going to be talking about self-care and the things as it relates to that. And guess what? Men need self-care as well, women and men. So I want you to invite everybody that you know so that they know that we're on and they can partake in this helpful conversation. Um, So go ahead and share for me. And then also, you all know how we do. Put it in the comment section. Where are you all listening from? I like to know where my listeners are listening in from. Where are you listening from? Um, As you know, I hail from uh, Indiana. Where are you all listening from? Drop it in the comment section. It's Friday. How was your week? How was your day today? Thank God it's Friday. So my, like the last few weeks have been very, very hectic at work uh, while you all are dropping where you're listening from in the comment section. Um, It's been very hectic because anybody that has ever worked in a hospital setting, uh, we have regulatory bodies that come in. Some hospitals call it JCO, um, and at my hospital, it's ACHC. Um, and so we've been preparing. It's really basically they go through the hospital and they just make sure everything is up to code, is up to par. You're following policies. You're practicing in a safe manner. It's a clean environment. Um, so they check every single thing, every nook and cranny. So we've just been updating policies all week long, actually all month long. Um, And policies is definitely a tedious process. So that's what we've been doing and making sure my unit, because I manage four different departments. And so I'm trying to make sure that each of my departments are up to par, are up to code, you know, um, are looking the way that they should. And the policies are the way that they should be and that the staff understands What's going on? Because they'll grab a staff member and ask them a question, you know, and you just want to make sure that they're well informed as well. So it's been a very productive month. Can y'all believe tomorrow is going to be October? September flew by. September flew by. But guess what? We already know this time waits for no man. 
So as I've been saying, keep on working, keep on doing what you know God has called you to do because there is no time to waste. But that's how my week has been. I'm excited that it's Friday. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I get to sleep in. I get to make me some breakfast and some coffee and just relax. Well, a little bit. I got some errands to run. But, you know, it's still not work, work, work. So I'm excited to be here on tonight. Where are you listening from? Don't be scared. Drop it in the comment section. All right, Tuesday, Bolingbrook, Illinois, Jacquea. Hey, Kanisha said Indianapolis. Where the rest of y'all listening from? Put it in the comment section. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We have Riverdale, Illinois in the house. Do me a favor also. While you are listening, if you have not, we have Alabama in the house. If you have not subscribed to this YouTube channel, because you can be on the channel and still not subscribe. And some people didn't know that. So you want to click that subscribe button right where you are now, where you're on, you'll see it so that you can get the notifications of um, the new episodes uh, that we have uh, and when they air um, in, in live in real time. Uh, we have North Carolina. We got some more indie representation. We have Chicago. I'll let you all continue to um, drop that in the comment section. We have Oregon in the house. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, you all know how we do. Get your blanket, get your coffee, your tea, your pen, your paper, because you are going to want to take some notes on tonight because the woman that I have here on tonight, she is going to drop some nuggets for you that you can apply to your life so that you can become better, so that you can care for yourself better, so you can be in a, a better state mentally and physically and just overall. And so I'm excited to introduce her uh, on tonight. I'm going to ask her to come in from backstage tonight, tonight, tonight. Hi. Hi. We're going to be talking about the soft girl era. Okay, this is for the soft girls, <laughs> the soft girl era, mastering the art of self-care. Self-care is so important, but yet so underrated. Like it's so like people ignore it and don't really do it the way that we should, or at least consistently the way that we should. And self-care basically means taking the time to do things that help you live well, mm -hmm which improves your physical and your mental health. And I keep saying this and I'll say it over and over again. You can't effectively care for other people and pour into other people if you do not take that time to unplug and care for yourself. You have to allow yourself time to be taken care of. So I'm a huge advocate of that. I'm very intentional yeah. about self-care. I'm going to get my self-care in one way or another because my sanity, my sanity is at stake yes. for me. This is for me if I don't take that time and unplug and pour into myself because my life is so busy, it's so much going on. And so I have to unplug and allow myself to be taken care of and to be poured into. So I'm going to uh, introduce our guest on this evening, Aisha Rose. Why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself, those that may not know you or not too familiar with who you are. Who is Aisha Rose and yeah. what factors influenced you to become a social media influencer? 
Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I could talk about self-care all day. And we sound so much alike just uh, with just how much is prioritized. I prioritize it the same way in my life. And I'm just super excited to see so many people from so many different places. So I'm excited uh, for tonight. But I'm Aisha Rose. I am a writer. I'm a mom. I'm a self-proclaimed energy goddess. And I advocate for self-care and self-awareness, uh, not only for myself, uh, but for my community as well. And I, I, won't, I can't say anything uh, motivated me necessarily to be an influencer. It just kind of happened. I was going through a healing journey uh, after being divorced a few years ago and was really trying to find myself again and figure out who I was outside of being a mom and being a wife and, you know, being an employee and just started to share things on my platform that I saw that other people were gravitating to. And what I was sharing was almost like a public journal. Uh, and I was just sharing things that were helpful for me and that I needed to hear and come back to and be reminded of. And I saw that it was pouring into other people. And so I continued to show up during that journey and be vulnerable in that space. And it just started to grow my platform. And I tried to be more intentional about it and started to create resources for people on their journeys, too. I love it. And I love what you said. Um it's not that you were trying to be an influencer per se, mm -hmm. but that's what came with it as you were telling about your journey and being transparent and trying to help other people. You know, that's what gravitated toward you. Like you demanded an audience, an audience that needed to hear what you've gone through, how yeah. you're handling yourself now, how, you know, I may have gone through the same thing. What should I do in this situation? So, I mean, it's just so key because it speaks back to the fact that transparency helps. I mean, it, it really, for other people, that's what people want to see. That's what helps people. That's what heals people. That's what allows, you know, breakthrough to take place in the lives of others when we are transparent and we let them know what we've experienced and how we made it through and how they can do the same thing, you know, and, and, I'm not asking for these people to follow me, but they're following me and they're gravitating because obviously I have something that they need. I have something that they're interested in. And so that that definitely um, is an amazing thing. And it lets me know that it comes from a pure place. Yeah, for sure. And and being just vulnerable, you know, I think uh, we put on so many different facades and yeah. faces, uh, especially when it comes to social media and people who know me personally or know me professionally, know me to be put together um, or prepared and just showing others what I'm going through personally, yeah. even outside of accolades or outside of what they may see me being featured or getting awards or getting degrees. Like I'm going through some of the same things that others are going through. And so I think sometimes seeing strong people um, in that vulnerable space is so helpful to people that uh, deal with their battles in private. It is. It is. I definitely agree with that. So tell us more about the strength of she and its influence on self-care and intentional living. What is the strength of she? Yeah, the strength of she is, is one of my first babies. Uh, I started the strength of she back in 2015. 
uh, with a few other ladies. Now there's there's three of us, Tyra and Jenny, uh, including myself. And the strength of she is a digital community for Black women to help empower them to be well, be loved, and be you. Uh, because we know ultimately, if women are not feeling their best self, we know if they are not feeling like they can be their true selves and that they have meaningful connections and relationships, they ultimately don't end up feeling as fulfilled in life. And so our goal is to really help uh, women navigate that, again, from a transparent and a vulnerable space, but also helping them connect with resources or tools or routines that help them uh, along the way with that. I love that. That is that is so needed and so necessary. So kudos to you for, you know, having that platform and that community uh, for the women to get what they need um, as it relates to um, self-care and everything that you have going on with the community um, on Instagram. So how can they follow you? Because I went and took a look at it and it is amazing um, what is the name of it on Instagram? For those that are listening, they can go and uh, follow and uh, be able to get the nuggets and the, the knowledge that you're dropping. Yeah, sure thing. So you can find me uh, at the Aisha Rose on Instagram and Twitter. I have a website, theaisharose.com. So awesome. super easy for me to find me across platforms there. And the strength of she is at strength of she. And you can find us on Instagram uh, and Twitter as well. And our website is thestrengthofshe.com. The Strength of She. Y'all got that? Write it down. Go and follow this amazing woman. So tell us, what is self-care and what are the benefits of practicing self-care? And then also, when should we practice self-care? Because as you know, most of us, we... It, Time is 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 not that easy to come by, at least free time. So how do you squeeze that in and why is it so necessary to squeeze that in? What are the benefits? Yeah. So self-care is ultimately uh, how do you care for you? And yeah. I, I've started to reiterate that a little bit more recently because I think we get used to hearing about self-care routines or self-care tasks uh, like going to get a manicure or pedicure or going to get a massage, like some of those things that I think people automatically quickly think about mm -hmm. uh, that are usually monetarily focused or mm -hmm. like I'm going to do this and that is self-care. But truly self-care is really how, what does your, what do you need personally yeah. uh, on a day-to-day -day basis or even sometimes an hour-to-hour -hour basis? And so I don't necessarily stick to a regimented self-care routine, like I do this once a week um, or I do this every day. I truly try to figure out what do I need? How am I feeling uh, for that week? And really tailor what I what my routines and regimens will be to that. And so that could look like rest um, or that could look like activity, but really just focusing on what, what do I need? Yeah, yeah. So what what would you say? And I know you said that it's not uh, something that you have like as a routine where I do A, B, C and D every mm -hmm. week. But what do you find works best for you um, as it relates to self-care? Yeah. So self-care for me, I try to focus on uh, internal and external. So what do I need mentally? What do I need spiritually? And then what do I need physically? And mm -hmm. so those I have a few different things that I keep in my toolkit 
therapy is at the top of that list. Yeah. Um, I really try not to skip any therapy sessions, whether I have to do that virtually uh, or in person. I usually have that every week. So that is something that I keep regimented every week or every other week. Uh, and that's in my toolkit. Yeah. I also exercise pretty regularly. And so I weight lift, I go to different classes. And so I just try to squeeze those in as I can based on my schedule for that week. But I know at some point I have to be active. Uh, yeah. That helps me feel good. That helps me release stress um, and gets those endorphins flowing and, and helps me feel better day to day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also journal. And so uh, if you go to my website, you'll see that I create guided journals for people. And I started to do that because I had so many people reach out to me because they didn't know how to journal and they didn't know where to start. And so I started to create guided journals based on different topics like healing that help people navigate uh, on their own, but with different prompts. So just to keep in mind or asking at me asking them different questions uh, to kind of start that journey of just releasing thoughts um, and releasing feelings and processing feelings and emotions and events uh, through that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know for me, um, because it, like I said, I'm sure it's the same with everybody else, just being able to find that time, that isolated time where you can actually practice self-care. And I know one of the things that I um, absolutely uh, love to do is to take a bath. Mm. And that, that may seem <laughs> really small to somebody wow. else, but I normally take showers every single day. And so when I have a chance or when I make the time to actually run me some bath water, mm. put my, what is it, Dr. Teal's in yes. there, my bubble bath and light my candles around the tub and play some smooth music, turn the lights down. It's just me. This, 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 not me and my husband, it's just <laughs> me. Some self-care where I unplug like in that moment and I tell my husband and the kids, I'm going to be in here for a while. Yeah. So don't knock on the door. Don't tell me that you're hungry. Don't tell me that you need to use the restroom. It's, it's plenty of other restrooms in this house <laughs> you can use. Do not knock on this door. And so and I, I'm very, you know, serious about that. Yeah. Because it helps me, you know, in that moment. And it seems small, but I normally don't have time to do that. I'm normally taking a quick shower. Yeah. Um, but when I need to unwind and I need to allow my mind to, you know, be free out, that's what I'll do. You know, yeah. I, you know, and it's when I, like you said, I don't have like on this day, I do this or, you know, it's when I feel that I need it, you know, and mm -hmm. I do it. Um, and I'm just grateful that I have a support system, you know, that helps me, you know, with, because they know when she says she needs some self-care, when she says she needs some time to herself, I'm going to let her do it. I'm going to let her get it because, you know, you can see the effects of it. And me in, as a healthcare professional, um, I'm a nurse manager, if you don't know that, um, or anybody that's watching. Um, and, and you see people coming into the hospital for so many different things. And I was just talking to somebody like a month ago, and they had been experiencing so many different health, health challenges, mm -hmm. um, anxiety, uh, just a lot of things. 
as it relates to their mind. And they would go to the doctor and the doctor couldn't find anything wrong with them. There was nothing really wrong with them yeah. that the doctors could find, nothing medically wrong with them. You know, and so it pointed back to, and when I spoke to uh, this gentleman, I mentioned to him, you know, the importance. When was the last time? How has your stress level been? When was the last time you found out what you needed and you actually took that time to give yourself what you needed outside of what your job required of you, outside of what your children required of you, outside of what your parents required of you? When was the last time you took a step back and you asked, what do I need to care for me? And once this individual did that, it was like a light bulb. It, it, it lighted up immediately. And it was so much stress relief. It is so important. Those that are listening, it is important for you to get self-care because it will manifest when you don't have it, when you are not getting it, it manifests in your body, like health-wise. Um, it, it actually also, it lowers your immune system response. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Self-care helps you to manage stress and it lowers your risk of illness and it increases your energy. Mm -hmm. How many of you have been so tired like that are listening and you've been so tired, so weak where you feel like you don't have anything else left to give to yourself or anybody else? That's a red flag. You got to spend some time. I don't care. Yeah, I know we have some people on here that may say, I don't have the money. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. I don't have a babysitter. Okay, maybe sometime you have somebody to come over for 20 minutes. It ain't got to be a long a period of time. Yeah. But as long as you get some time in for yourself, you some, some of the things that you're experiencing in your body and in your mind can be uh, related to a lack of self-care. It yeah. definitely can. So I, I just encourage everybody uh, that's listening to make sure that you allow yourself that time to get self-care. Um, and I know that some people have reluctance, you know, to exercise that for many reasons, you know, not just because they don't have the time. So what would you say um, are some of the common misconceptions about self-care? Yeah, I think you just hit on one. Uh, the biggest one I always share is that it's expensive. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to be those or that it's the luxury. Like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be those experiences that cost a lot of money. Yeah. You have to designate a lot of time for it could be as simple as I'm going to get up 30 minutes before everyone else in my home yeah. and have some time with myself yeah. and do whatever it is that makes me feel good or, or that I need. Or when the kids go down at night. You know, if you if you don't have a babysitter, that's fine. You know, my son goes down. I'm staying up a little longer because I need to decompress now. I need to relax now. I need to reset and process the energy and the experiences from my day, you know, in order to wake up and be a full person tomorrow. And so, you know, it's also about how you carve out that time and being creative uh, with how you do that. I think the second one is kind of related, but just that it's not accessible to you. Mm -hmm. No, when I was growing up, I'm from Gary. Um, when I was growing up, you know, you didn't hear people talking about self-care. I didn't hear my parents talking about that. 
Um, I, I don't think it's been in our community until the last couple of years that we really started to talk about it and say that it's a priority, you know, and I think now everyone's trying to figure out, okay, well, how does this fit in for my life? I just want to emphasize that it's accessible to you. Now, what it looks like for you may be different um, than, than it is for me uh, or than it is for Viv, but like you can, you can have access to this and make, and make something that fits your life and your lifestyle and your situation. Yeah, that is so true. Um, and I'm just thinking about, uh, I know you said on the top of your list, I'm kind of going back a little bit, is therapy. You know, I've never, ever sat down and talked to a therapist. That's oh, one of the things that I've been saying that I, I know I'm missing out. That's what I mean, especially with, with my life. Um, and I'm not trying to take away from anybody else's life and what they go through, but I know, I know my life. Yeah, yeah. So I know that it would definitely prove beneficial to me. So I'm, I, you know, I, and and we're hearing more. And I don't have anything against it. I just yeah. never have sought it out. I've never yeah. taken the time to say, let me find me a therapist because you do like you need that time and that person that you can unwind with. And I don't even know all the details of how it go, but I, I just <laughs> hear that it is so helpful. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to make that a part of my list as far as self-care um, is concerned so that I can reap the benefits of that as well. But even as you said, I know one of the other things that I do, um, like you said, I think that it's so important uh, for my mothers that are on the line, especially if you are a single mother, to make sure that you have, because I wasn't always married. I was a single mother before I had a child, before I actually got married. Um, and one of the things that I had to do was have a, a, a structure like for my child, like where he goes to bed at this time. So that when you go to bed at this time, this is mommy time to unwind. This is mommy time, you know, where I don't have my child. Yes, I love my child where I don't have them, you know, beckoning at me for every single thing. Yeah. So all of you that are listening and you have children, they need to have a bedtime, a bedtime. And I'm talking about a good one, like a, a early enough one where you're not sleep too sleepy when they go to sleep and you can still get you some time, some moments, some time where you can actually unplug and mm -hmm. think about how your day went and think about what you need and just, you know, release. Um, so yeah, you, you got to do that. Now I know I have someone here that may have some small, small children. I'm looking at one in particular um, mm -hmm. that has a baby uh, mm -hmm. and that'll come, it'll come. Yeah. But you know, when they do find that time and they're sleeping, you want to make sure that you uh, get your time in there as well. But it can definitely be challenging. I'm not saying that it's not challenging, but like you said, it's accessible to all of us. Um, it just depends on um, how you look at it, um, but it doesn't have to be anything that's crazy expensive or outlandish or even outside of your house. You can practice self-care inside of your own home. You just have to be intentional about it. Yeah, I, I can't echo that enough. I... <laughs> I talk uh, to so many people about, you know, my son having a schedule and and how children need structure. He's yeah. four. And I'd even consider in the ways that me and his dad, me and his dad are co-parenting to mm -hmm. build his schedule and his regimen and his coach, uh, his culture, his uh, his structure. Um, also, 
feeds into his own self-care routine too. Mm -hmm. He knows I have to go to bed at a certain time because I have to have enough sleep or I'm not going to be well rested in the morning. Like teaching him the values of rest now, teaching him the values of unplugging. You know, we don't do, I don't do a lot of devices, but he does. He's a movie buff. He loves to watch movies all night. And so if he could, um, and so he has to understand like, okay, movie time's over now, you know, are we going to read a book and he'll request for me to read his books or read a book before bed. And, and Mm -hmm. so while he may not see that as self-care for himself, you know, I'm seeing that for him and I'm figuring out those ways for him that can be ingrained in him as he's growing up too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good because what they see us do, they oftentimes mimic it. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world in the society where it's work, 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 you know, all work and no play and you got to keep working and you got to, you know, superwoman and do that. Yeah. Superwoman needs a break too. Superwoman yes. needs to take care of herself as well. And they do, they, they look at us and they mirror what they see us do. So it's important, you know, to uh, instill those uh, healthy uh, habits in them as well. Um, so let's talk about self-awareness. How important is self-awareness when it comes to practicing self-care? Oh my goodness, so important. And I'm glad you asked me this next because I wanted to get back to therapy. Okay. Um, I want to hear more about it. Yes, yes, because I've been in therapy since a teenager. Like, like you said, you know, you know your life and I know my life. I'm glad I was um able to be introduced to that at a young age and understand that if I find the right person, I can have a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I got older, I went to college you know, I immediately sought out, you know, you have therapy services on campus and they offered them for free, luckily. And I was able to, you know, have that in school and then leaving school, I still continued and and sought out, you know, the right therapist for me, depending on what situation I was going through or life event, you know, and now it's more of maintenance and understanding that therapy is just good for maintenance. Even if you aren't going through through anything actively, you know, it's important to have because some of those things we underestimate, like what you were describing of how your week was at work, even just going to somewhere, you know, outside of your usual group of people to unpack that with and unload that with, um, and for them to give you practices on, okay, now how do I handle this? And how do I process this for myself? And so in therapy, I've been able to learn so much about me so much about me and not not just like my present self, but also understand my younger parts too. We do a lot of what we call parts work. And so sometimes I think people don't realize um, our, our younger selves travel with us. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we react to certain situations or we are um, navigating life in a certain way, and you're like, this doesn't feel like me. Yeah. It doesn't feel like my character. Sometimes it's, it's those younger parts that are showing up mm-hmm. and they are they are being active and not your present self. And so we do a lot of work with that just so I can understand, OK, who's showing up for me today? Like and how do I make sure, you know, I understand I'm in charge. My present self is in charge. Um, and. And just ensuring that I'm that I'm navigating life in, in a more meaningful way. And so just having that having awareness about me, having awareness about my past, having awareness about just 
how I think through things yeah. and how things make sense to me, you know, versus like other people. Like it helps, uh, it helps me identify what I need from a self-care or a self uh, or an intentional standpoint too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you, you've said so much and you, you've done nothing but make me want to go sign up to speak to a therapist starting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I know um, just, you know, I, I talk with a lot of people. I work with a lot of people um, that have a therapist and I definitely can see a difference um, in just the way that they respond and react to things. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to seek that out. But as it relates to uh, self-awareness, I just feel like I feel like it's a necessary ingredient to growth. Oh, yeah. Um, because you can't change what you don't know about. Like if you're not taking that time to really be aware of yourself, mm -hmm. your emotions and why you're responding this way. I know for me, I have like trigger points. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that, you know, trigger me and it may trigger me the wrong way or to the 10th power when I haven't had the care that I need when I'm going, 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 you know, yeah. and I feel like I'm running on empty. But if I never take a step back and to really, you know, process, process mm -hmm. those thoughts and those emotions and how did my day go today? Yeah. Why was I so irritated today? Mm -hmm. Why did I snap on that person? And they didn't even really say, that, you know, it was me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's us. Those yes. of you that are listening, it's not always <laughs> the other person. Sometimes it's you and it's you, your inner self yelling and screaming like, I need you to tend to me. Yes. I need you to care for me. And so self-awareness um, is definitely something that I try to, you know, intentionally master and just take that time to process and evaluate the way I was responding, you know, and even hearing my husband say, well, you, you don't normally act like this or you mm -hmm. don't, you know, something ain't right, you know, and, and it, it's just a light bulb to me that I can't continue to ignore that, yeah. but I have to tend to that, you know, because it, it definitely has something to do with my mental health and my entire well-being as a whole. So um, self-awareness, if you don't have it, if you don't practice it, you need to take some time and really be intentional about that. Um, whatever part of your day, I do it at the end of my day. You may do it at the beginning of your day. You know, what, whatever works for you, but really processing, you know, how you responded to things, why you felt the way you felt, you know, what triggered this in you? Why did it happen that way? Um, and not just living aimlessly and not really looking at any of that. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely will help uh, with growth and it, it, it definitely helps with you realizing and recognizing uh, it's time for some self-care. You know, it, it's time for me to uh, implement that. So, yeah. yeah. And it, it, like you said, it definitely helps inform um, your self-care. And, and, but I think it starts with honesty, right? Like yeah. we have to ensure that we're being honest about those times where maybe I didn't show up as my best self you know, and what led me to that point or what was really going on with me. I know for me um, this year, my self-care has been more focused on things I didn't, um, I don't say this loosely, but things I didn't like about myself. 
Okay. Um, and and one of the things was I'm always late. I'm late for everything. Okay. And I as much as I try, you know, I can never be on time. And you were on time today. I was on time today. I was early. Looking it. Okay. And so, so just making sure, you know, but it was something that yeah, it it, it ends up having so much impact on me. Because it ends up uh, having a domino effect on my days Mm -hmm. or it ends up impacting other people or it ends up um, impacting how people look at me or how I represent myself. And I really had to say, okay, well, what's really driving this, you know, and what's really going on? Um, And that's just like a small example. I have others, but I just really had to say I've been sitting and not nitpicking, but things that I'm not happy with. Or that I, you know, have a lack of appreciation for just really honing in on those things and caring in those spaces so that I can grow within them um, and either show up as a as a better me or, you know, a stronger me in different places. That's so good. Like we we definitely have to be honest with ourselves and take responsibility and accountability for why we responded the way we did, why we showed up the way that we did, the fact that we were off. I was off. I was wrong, you know, um, and and really taking actionable steps to do better next time. So uh, that is so, so true. So, so true. Um, but what, what would you say is the connection between self-care and uh, emotional wellness uh, and boundary setting and intentional living? Oh, I could talk about boundary setting all day. I did a whole lesson on uh, healthy boundaries. And I mean, the women were just like, oh my gosh, I needed this. Like, but but go ahead, talk talk about it. No, no, you're fine. I I think for for me, self-awareness, self-awareness also helps us inform ourselves how we need to navigate other people. And how we need to inform them how to, how we appreciate to be navigated, you know, and I do this at work very actively. You know, I talk about self-care at work. I talk about wellness. I talk about boundaries, you know, and I am in, you know, a, a, a director role at, at a, at a, at a corporation and uh it can be hard because we get we get busy schedules we we navigate a lot we work long days we work nights sometimes but i really over the last two years especially since the pandemic have had to emphasize what my boundaries are there yeah and help not only me understand where what i'm willing to do and so sometimes you'll hear people say oh i can't stand this job I'm working all these nights. They got me doing this and they got me doing that. They don't have you doing anything. You are doing that. You are choosing to do that. And it is okay if you want to, if you don't mind, but you know, you have to, you have to set some type of boundary or some type of perimeter there. Like I may work a long night one night, but tomorrow morning, maybe I'm going in a little later and I'll communicate that proactively. Hey, I'm working this evening. But tomorrow is going to be carved out for me. And so um, just making sure that as you are navigating different spaces and different people, holding yourself accountable to saying no, to saying not not right now, or what doesn't work for me, 
you know, and, and communicating what does, because we're our own advocates and, you know, advocating for yourself. I tell people all the time is the most important thing you can do, whether that's in a personal space um, with personal connections and, and relationships or even in a professional space and just making sure that if no one else is speaking up for you and your needs, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, and <laughs> you, you have to, like you said, um, if you want to do it, you want to do it and you do it because you want to do it, mm -hmm. but you have to make sure that you set those boundaries because people will walk over you. People will use you until you're all used up. And yeah. when you're all used up, they don't want anything else to do with you. So yeah. you have to make sure that you are being your own advocate and you're setting those boundaries. And one of the things I've come to find out with setting boundaries, um, which impedes on, you know, us being able to provide self-care to ourselves is the fact that we're too agreeable. We, mm -hmm. you know, we, we're yes people. We say mm -hmm. yes to everybody and we don't want to say no to anybody. I lived in the moment it was a very short moment <laughs> after I got married to my husband, you know, where you're trying to just please everybody. And, you you know, I was new to it. So, you know, I'm, I'm still getting my feet wet. I'm still learning everything. But I learned that one of the best things that I could do for myself is to say no. Mm -hmm. it's okay to say no. You yeah. cannot go to everything. You mm -hmm. cannot support everybody. You just cannot, at least not in the way that they're expecting you to all the time. And I still love you, but I'm still a wife. I'm still a mother. I'm still a businesswoman, a career woman. I'm still, I got to cook dinner. It's a lot. So one of the things that I, you know, learned early on was the importance of saying no. And it was not a crime to say no, um, because at the end of the day, uh, I had to take my self-care, you know, and my mental state and well-being. I had to make that a priority mm -hmm. because if you don't make it a priority. And if you're not an advocate for it, other people won't be. Yeah. Other people will not be, and they'll use you up. I'm not saying that everybody will, but they will use you dry, you know, and once you use all up, they'll move on to the next person. So you have to make sure that you are setting those boundaries. Those that are listening, set those boundaries so you can know I can't do it. No, I'm not doing anything else, but I'm taking some time for myself. So I can't be there because I'm taking, and, and you don't have to give a reason why. Yeah. You're saying no. No, it what they say is a complete sentence. Yes. That's it. That's all. That's it. No. I love you, but no. You know, because some people they like to, well, she acting funny or she don't love. No, I love I love myself more. Yeah. And anyone who loves and anyone who loves you will understand. That's true. You know, and if they don't, then you know, maybe that's worth evaluating within itself. But you know, they should want the best for you. And if it's not what you can do, you know, you show up when you can. And when you can't, you can. Yep. And don't feel bad when you cannot. Yeah. Do not feel bad. Don't let anybody run the guilt trip on you when you cannot show up. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it has something to do with your mental health mm -hmm. and your overall well-being if you're not showing up for yourself. 
Yeah. And you're not allowing yourself to be cared for. So let's talk about, we're almost done. Let's talk about this soft girl era. Oh, um, yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm a soft girl. So <laughs> how important is self-care in this type of lifestyle? What does it mean to be a soft girl? What is that era all about? Yeah, I've seen so many different definitions of this, and I'm I'm very interested to see how you define it. Uh, for me, I've taken uh, the soft girl era as a time where I can take my cape off. Yeah. You know, I don't have to fight every single battle. You yeah. know, I don't have to show up in more ways than I can. You know, I don't have to overextend or continue to grant access to me and to people who don't deserve it. And so I've just reevaluated where I'm giving my energy, where I'm giving my time and my attention, you know, and focusing on things that are intentional, that make sense for me. Um, and that that are that are caring for me and whatever that is. And so if it's not, I've been ending it. When I tell you, I've been cutting things and people off left and right over the last few months. And it has felt good because I don't have that stress. I don't have that unnecessary stress that I think that we carry when we're too afraid to let go of certain situations um, or certain people. And so me being able to be soft is just me saying, okay, I'm not going to fight against something that that requires me to fight it. Yeah. 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 Like I, I'm going to make sure that you know I'm caring for my myself in the in every way possible that feeds into my mental health, you know that feeds into my you know my spirituality that feeds into you know my physical well being, and if it doesn't tap that, then I can't have it in my space. Yeah, yeah, exactly everything that you said. <laughs> um, and I'll add to that in that um, being and you said this. But being able to say that I need help, mm. you know, because sometimes it's looked at as you're soft or you're, you know, you can't handle it yeah. when you say you need help. But all the while you're drowning, mm -hmm. you're drowning, you're sinking in sinking sand because you're trying to portray this picture to people. Yeah. You know, you're this woman with this cape on, you know, now granted, you can't ask everybody for help because everybody is not, you know, going, going to, to be helpful. <laughs> they're not. And it'll hurt you more than it'll help you. Yeah. But just being able to say, I need help, you know, and I listen, I found somebody to clean my house. I said, I, that don't mean that I can't clean my own house. Yes. I just prefer to pay somebody to help me do it. Yes. I need help. As busy as I am, as busy as my husband is and my children, and you know, we're just constantly on the go. I don't mind saying yeah. I have paid somebody to clean my house to wash my clothes, mm -hmm. to fold them. I'll put them away, but you know how you wash them I clothes. They there. just sit there. Mine is sitting there. I need that. <laughs> I'm not against any of that. Oh <laughs> my goodness. So, I mean, to me, that that's, that's, you know, a form of the soft girl era because yeah. it's not looked at as, you know, people that feel like they can do it all. And I'm not saying that I can't because I have done it. Exactly. I have done it all. But, you know, now that I'm at a place where I can 
afford to pay somebody, you know, to do this for me. I mean, and it's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It it ain't always easy. It's a sacrifice because I could do something else with that money. But I mean, it's really helping my sanity. It's helping the order in my home. Listen, if I could pay somebody to come cook some meals, I would do that. I haven't explored that portion yet. I've done that a few times. (laughs) I haven't, you know, like on a consistent basis done that yet. But what helps me the most is, you know, allowing someone to come in and to do that and say, I I need help. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm drowning. Like mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't do it all on my own, mm-hmm. you know, and God has called us to be a part of community, you know, mm-hmm. not to be on this island on our own, doing every single thing for our, you know, on our own to say that you're this strong superwoman. You yeah. can still be this strong superwoman. You're even stronger when you're, you're strong enough to say, I need help. Yes. You know, that takes a lot of strength to say, I need some help. Yes. <laughs> I've always said this um, in my field, you know, the most dangerous nurse to be around is the nurse that don't ask no questions and never needs any help. Oh, boy. You don't want that nurse to take care of you because she would rather I I can't say too much on this podcast, but understand be able to, you know, say, I don't know this. I can't do all of this. I need some help. And it doesn't make you look weak. It really shows your strength that you allowed yourself to come to that vulnerable place and to seek, you know, help to um, assist you in the areas where you need it most. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's been very present for me, especially at work right now. You know, it it honestly holds your community accountable. It does. So if, you know, I'm drowning at work and I'm a team of two, you know, and I'm supposed to be able to call on this other person if I need something or I have too much on my plate. You know, I shouldn't feel like, well, I don't want to look bad. I, some people do feel like this. I have not over the last few months. And I know everyone's situation is different. I know everyone's work environment is different. But I really encourage you to advocate for yourself as much as you can there. And if you're not getting what you need, continue to elevate that conversation because, you know, we don't go to work to drown. We go to work to do a good job. You cannot do a good job or to your point, what you were just sharing, you know, be your best self at work if you have too much on your plate. And so if if your job wants great results out of you, yeah, you 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 need a life raft sometimes and you need to not be afraid afraid to request that. Um, or even with my son, you know, there's plenty of times where I reach out to his dad and I say, Hey, you know, can you keep him one extra day? Like, I just need one extra day to just get myself together before he comes back, you know? Um, and if you don't have that and a co-parent, you know, if you're in a co-parenting situation, you know, maybe you have a friend who you can trust. Maybe you have a family member that you can trust where your where your child can go for a few hours just so you can have some time, you know, but don't be afraid to tap into that resource because that's what we have communities for. You know, that's what we have teams for. And we want to make sure that they're showing up just the same because they would want that of us. Yeah, yeah. That is so true. So, so true. And it's it's good that you don't find that as a sense of weakness to say, I need an extra day. Mm-hmm. I, I need an extra day so that I can get myself together so that I can show up as my best self as a mother to my son. Yeah. You know, when when we don't practice self-care, we're unable to show up as our best self mm-hmm. and we're cheating other people like we're yeah. cheating our jobs. We're cheating 
our husbands. We're cheating our friend. We can't show up our children when we show up as our best self. So I I need this time so that I can show up as my best self replenished. Yes. Recharged. Refreshed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that word. Refreshed. Definitely. So uh, taking that time so that you can. Um, But I want to end here. uh, What advice would you give uh, someone that's interested in self-care but does not know where to start? What advice would you give them uh, as we end our uh, session on tonight? Yeah. Uh, Well, I have three tips for this. Uh, The first one is to explore. I know we talked about parts and younger parts earlier. And to go back and reflect on your younger self. What brought you joy as a child? You know, what did you love as a child? Are there anything, any of those things that you can tap into and replicate, you know, as an adult um, and and really bring that forward? Like I used to love riding my bike or going out for walks. So I do that now. I still love that. You know, that didn't, I didn't age out of that, luckily. So there, there are some things that we can revisit from our childhoods that can still be present in our current uh, self-care, self-care routines. I also encourage people, if they're feeling stagnant, Mm -hmm. um, to try something new. Yeah. And so maybe it's something within that, maybe it's something you've always said you wanted to do or try, you know, or something new within the interest you already have. Like I love to cook, but I'm not a big baker. So I'm going to try to teach myself how to bake from scratch this fall. That's on my to-do list. But it's a way for me to get myself to focus and relax and be intentional with some time. Um, and I think it'll bring me some joy and, and even take me back to a childhood place of baking cookies with my mom and doing things like that. And so try to tap in and explore something new, especially, you know, if you're feeling like emotionally detached or maybe you're in a depressive state, like doing new things actually helps awaken our body and awaken our mind. And so trying to find something that fits within that category. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Research. Like I love to go to other self-care blogs uh, or uh, blogs themselves or self-care bloggers, Instagram accounts and see what they're doing. And maybe everything won't be relevant to me, but I usually could find one or two nuggets of something that I can add to my toolkit uh, and and bring along the way. So those those will be places to start that I will share. I love it. I love it. I'm definitely going to take those tips. And the one that's sticking out the most to me is trying something new. I don't know when's the last time I, you know, I I, I do self-care, but it's normally something that I've already done before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to explore and think about that. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for that helpful tip. Um, those helpful tips, you know, to help establish uh, those self-care uh, routines in our lives. So I hope that the women that are listening, that are watching, that you uh, heard something during this conversation that will help you on your journey and that will help you to care for yourself in a more better way, because we want to live a life of wholeness. You want to be whole in every area of your life. And so one of the ways to do that and to maximize in that is to make sure that you are providing self-care to yourself. Plan it and you have to plan it. If you don't plan it and you don't intentionally seek it out, 
it's not going to happen, not consistently. Uh, so you want to make sure that you plan that, you take the time and you put it in your schedule. You schedule it, you pencil it in. Because I'm going to tell you something, whatever we value, we prioritize. Mm -hmm. So it's time for you to start valuing your own care, your own health, your own mental state, your own well-being. Uh, you have to value that. And then you also have to prioritize that. So thank you. Thank you so much to our amazing guest, Aisha Rose. Thank you. I appreciate you for coming to uh, share. I was blessed in a tremendous way. Definitely going to take the things that I've heard and apply it to my life. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners that are tuned in. I pray that something was said that would help you on your journey. I want you to uh, go ahead. And if you haven't shared, I want you to share this with somebody because somebody is on the brink of giving up. Somebody has been experiencing some things in their mind, in their body, in their mental state. And it's all pointing back to them not being able to take that time and provide care for themselves. So you need to share this with someone so that they can be helped as well um, as much as you have been helped. And so thank you to everyone. Thank you to my guests. I want you to, if you haven't subscribed already, I want you to go ahead and subscribe and I will see you all again. But until next time, remember your care is your responsibility and should be your priority. I'll see you soon.